Hey, all right, everyone. Welcome again. Heal Thyself. Another show. Another good show. I say it every time because I mean it. This one is going to be amazing. Today, I'm going to introduce you to one of the cheapest and most effective interventions for your overall health. Additionally, we're going to go into a good product review, one of my favorite foods. And then I have an awesome rapid fire Q&A, which was submitted through Instagram by all of you. So what an amazing show we got at hand. Again, a reminder, if you love this show, please rate, please review, please subscribe. Please tell people you love to do the same. And uh, yeah, we've been growing it since day one. So I appreciate you all. Let's jump right into it. Man, I have been waiting to talk about this topic since really the beginning show I've done, but I wanted to wait a little, little bit, get everything simmering, let it marinate so you're all open to this hippie stuff because this hippie stuff actually has some science behind it. You know, I did a meditation show and uh, that's caught on, but I really think that grounding, earthing is the next major movement. It is so powerful. There is true science behind it and we don't even know how expansive its therapeutic effects are, okay? So grounding and earthing is as, na as natural as nature, right? What is it? It's basically when we take off our shoes and put our feet on a conductive surface, either grass, sand, water, other surfaces, wherever it is where we're connecting to earth. Why is it significant or even better, how does it work? Well, one, we're energetic beings, we know that, right? We're not made of mass, we're made of energy. And really what puts a stop to our hands thinking that we're touching mass, it's not that we're being repelled by energy. Uh, so the illusion of mass is there, right? We, we, we think we're material beings, but really we are energetic beings at our core. Well, so is earth. And earth provides us with this vast array of electrons. The surface of the earth is coated with an infinite, infinite amount of electrons. And that electrical impulse interacts with our electrical state and it creates miracles. It is so beautiful how integrated we are with nature. And it's so disheartening how disconnected we are with nature, especially about something as simple and cheap as this. So evolutionarily, think about it. You think we had those nice Reebok shoes, those nice Nike shoes, those nice uh, Lululemon shoes? Do they even make shoes? I don't know. But regardless, we now have these things on our feet that are adding insulation and blocking out that connection, right? But evolutionarily, we were walking around barefoot or we had animal hides or something, shoes. We were sleeping on the floor or we were sleeping on animal hides. We had much deeper connection to that wave, that, that ocean of electrons. So it's kind of interesting when I heard about this, I said, oh, that, I heard about it and I actually med school and I go, that's so cool hippie stuff, you know? And I went to school in Connecticut, so I go, let me, let me give it a try. And I did, I gave it a try for quite a while, but it was in the winter and I just gave up because it was cold and it was freezing and I wasn't waking up at 7 a.m. before school every morning barefoot like a crazy man in the middle of the Connecticut highway. So regardless, um, but, I, but I really wanna go into some, a few things. So there was a Nobel Prize uh, winner, his name is Richard Feynman and he's an electromagnetic expert. And he says that when the body potential is the same as the Earth's potential, right? When it, when it balances out and we're, when we're grounded, it becomes an extension of the Earth's gigantic electric system. It, that's so impressive to hear, right? That the beauty of that is that we are part of Earth just by when we take off our shoes. So grounding eliminates this ambient electromagnetic pollution. 
So we're here and we're worried about EMFs. And trust me, I have a show on EMFs coming up. I'm just waiting on the expert uh, to come in as a guest. But EMFs are really a major true issue. Uh, but what is our number one defense against it? against it, taking off our shoes and going outside. Why? Because grounding eliminates that ambient electromagnetic pollution, as I said. So one author said, the body of grounded person is not subject to the perturbation of electrons and electrical systems, meaning we are not being affected by those things. Amazing stuff, incredible stuff, really encouraging stuff too. So multiple studies on it, right? You, you, go, you go on and there's an array of small studies to well-designed ones actually. But this is environmental medicine at its best. The earth is covered, as I said, on these, with these negative electrons. And that's a fact. We know that. And it's expansive and continuous, as I mentioned. And this is nature's intelligence. So some folks believe that this severing of our connection to these vast array of electrons is a really main driver of disease that we see. A main driver. Could, could it be so simple that we just have to take off our shoes, get closer to nature, and reduce our incidence of disease? Listen, I'm not saying yes, I'm not saying no. I'm saying it's really intriguing and I'm saying it's really cheap. So why not listen? All right, so the possible mechanism that we see. So like I said, we have an electric potential and that interacts with the earth and it creates an electrical shift throughout the whole body, improving all of our systems and normalizing function. Um, so there was a group, um, I don't remember where it was out of, but it was the Journal of Environmental uh, and public health, and this was Gayton's study, and he said, oscillations of intensity of the Earth's potential may be important for setting the biological clocks, regulating diurnal body rhythms and cortisol secretion. What does that mean? Well, what that means to me, and this is what I do, if I travel to another country or even another time zone, the first thing I do, or one of the first things I do is take off my shoes. I actually put up an Instagram video when I went back in the winter to my home for the holidays. I was walking around in you know, 25 degree New Jersey cold, um, and my dad was going crazy over it, I remember. But regardless, what the reason I was doing that is because I know that putting your feet on the ground where you are will help regulate your body rhythms, will help regulate cortisol, right? So it's sort of nature's way of getting you set on that time zone, which is, which is crazy to even say. So if you have issues with your body rhythms, sleeping, number one, one of the main things you need to be doing is the minute you wake up, opening the blinds, letting the sun hit you, going outside, taking off your shoes, walking around for 15 minutes, breathing, go back inside, and then do the same at night. What we see in studies is that's helpful to regulate that rhythm. So cortisol is propping up when it's supposed to in the morning and really low when it's supposed to at night. And it helps the body mitigate oxidants, right? So a few shows ago, I did uh, something on telomeres, and telomeres are, are basically uh, a marker for our biological age, our youth, our health, our longevity, and they're insulted by oxidants. Well, what this helps does, what this helps do is being outside, it provides nature's antioxidants for our body. You couple that with a healthy diet, chock full of antioxidants, you're on your way to good health, I'm telling you that. So there's a huge part in cellular protection aging and disease prevention, and also these antioxidants help reduce inflammation, the ones coming from earth. Uh, so there's multiple studies, let me tell you one. There's a small one, which was really intriguing. It was about 60 people, and this was back in 2000, and it showed improvements in sleep, as I mentioned, right? But what they used actually is it was a conductive fiber uh, mattress. I think it was a carbon fiber mattress, and that was grounded with a wire outside of the bedroom window to the ground. I don't know exactly how it was done, but it was, uh, it was basically connected to earth. 
And they did a study with that versus the fake ones, or really like the sham ones. And they tested for sleep. Well, the conductive group had better sleep, but the fake group had unchanged sleep. And there was also, an, this, so to break it down, there was 85% improvement uh, in time to fall asleep, 93% improvement in quality of sleep, 100% improvement on feeling rested in the morning, 82% improvement on muscle stiffness and joint pain, and 74% improvement on chronic back and joint pain. That's pretty incredible. And actually 78% of uh, improved just better well-being overall. So some of these subjects actually also amongst those things reported significant relief from issues that they were dealing with before, like asthma, respiratory issues, rheumatoid arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, PMS, sleep apnea, hypertension, just by sleeping grounded. How do we sleep naturally, right? When we were sleeping in a cave, how do we sleep naturally? Like I said, we slept on the ground or, or with an animal hide or something, but we were connected to nature, right? Uh, and, and, and I can attest to that. Just, just the days and the times where I really dedicate myself to being barefoot. And unfortunately, in California, we have a lot of artificial turf. So I, ha I go to the beach and do it. It's really, really nice where you can see on the ring that I have, the aura ring, that you, it reflects my sleep better. And maybe I'll run my own study. I'll do five days of it and see if my sleep improves. Um, but you all should try it, certainly. Another small study showed improvement in cortisol rhythms, right? So this is really interesting because how many of us are stressed? And I just spoke about stress a few episodes ago and how that affects our longevity. Stress is the killer. It is the, it is the thing that ages us. But stress is really measured by our levels of cortisol. And cortisol has its own rhythm, as I mentioned. Usually around 8 a.m. it's the highest and about 11, 12 it's the lowest. The reason why we get sleepy and tired is because melatonin starts coming up and cortisol starts going down. We're tired and the, the, our little internal alarm clock, you know when you wake up for work and you're like, oh, that's, uh, that's our cortisol rising up, okay? So another test in sleeping grounded, the same idea. Uh, what they saw is a, a normalization of 24-hour cortisol rhythm, and that was seen after six weeks intervention. So they showed the before graph and the after graph, and it was pretty astounding to see that all of the folks on that graph had better 24-hour daily cortisol rhythms. So we spoke about the small ones. What about the bigger, well-designed ones? There's a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled trial of 58 healthy adult subjects, and they had 30 controls, right? And they participated in this study on earthing and the effect on our human physiology, right? So experts, sub the, 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 in the experiment, the subjects were exposed to about 28 minutes in unearthed condition, right? So like, let's say maybe shoes on, I think it was, followed by 28 minutes of straight earthing. And the controls, well, they were be, be unearthed the whole time, 56 minutes. And the intervention group should, they basically showed instantaneous balance in their electrical systems. Earthing the human body showed significant effects in our electrophysiological properties. Remember what I said, you put your feet on the ground, it, it is systemic, it goes through the whole body, right? And the intelligence of earth, the intelligence of the body connect and help regulate and normalize ourselves. So uh, yeah, so what we saw is an improvement in, in brain, uh, electrophysiological properties of the brain, the muscles on, on uh, stability overall, just of our electrophysiological record and on all the recordings, the measurements that they use. Uh, so uh, this actually suggested a reduction in overall stress. And importantly, they showed a shift on our autonomic nervous system, right? So you have the sympathetic and parasympathetic and sympathetic is when we're running away from that lion, right? 
And when we're parasympathetic, that's rest, that's digest, right? That's when we are healing, balancing all these things. So it shifted more towards there away from the stressful state, a nervous system balance. That's pretty incredible. So this is meaning that, again, it's balancing our nervous system and sympathetic, uh, sympathetic overdrive or sympathetic dominant people on the nervous system are really pushing more towards disease, disease pathology. So what an amazing thing that it can do in such a cheap intervention. So another double-blind placebo-controlled study showed an improvement of heart rate variability, which is another measure of how the heart responds to this type of stress. Other studies, beautiful stuff, they also show reductions in indicators for osteoporosis, glucose regulation, immune response, uh, improved parameters for our blood health, like white blood cells and blo uh, red blood cells both together. Um, then we had another double-blind placebo-controlled study that showed uh, there was uh, rapid activation, again, of the parasympathetic system. Like, literally, the moment you start grounding, you see that shift in the nervous system. Like, I, don't, I don't know anything outside of meditation that can do something like this. So amongst all this, we also have some other really good studies. Um, it's implicated in the improvement of pain and delayed onset muscle soreness. So this is for folks who are really working out, athletes out there. If you're an athlete or anyone who's really into movement and working out, you all should be taking off your shoes. We had a, a guest here, Aaron Alexander, um, and he has the Align podcast, and this man is barefoot. Every time I see him on Instagram, every time I see him in person, and then I remember I sent him this study earlier today about uh, delayed onset muscle soreness, and he said he already knew it, he was on it. So he's really pushing this barefoot movement, um, but we all should be, actually. To be honest, as I mentioned, it's cheap. You just got to make time for it, and it's pretty incredible. There is... Something to be said about a, let's say, a protocol of supplements versus nature's true intelligence, right? Uh, let's, say, let's say you have a formula made in a lab, even though it's natural, really clean, versus nature's intelligence, right? So when we're out in nature, or we're, and, and I, I'm actually of the belief system that a lot of disease in general comes from our disconnect to nature. And... We have a responsibility for ourselves and for our health and for the people we love is to connect back to nature. Well, how do you connect back to nature? Well, this is one of the quickest ways to do it. Um, even if you live in a concrete jungle, find a little patch of grass, right? I grew up in New York. We found grass when we, when we wanted to. So find grass, take off your shoes. If you live in rural Minnesota in the middle of the winter, which I did for a little bit, take off your shoes, go outside, put them in the cold, cold snow, make yourself uncomfortable. But what you're doing is incredible. You are connecting back to nature in one of the quickest ways. No one who's listening to this show is going to put a bed outside and sleep, start sleeping outside. That I know. But what we can do is take 15, 20 minutes to take off our shoes. What we can do is find time when we're out in nature, let's say we're at a park or a barbecue and say, all right, well, you know, do I need to have my shoes on? Ask do I need to have my shoes on in this moment? Forget about society's judgments on you looking like a hippie or you just being barefoot in general in a place where no one else is. Think about, can you be barefoot and know how it's going to benefit you? And I just talked about all of it. So that was a knowledge bomb. I hope you all start grounding. If you do, tag me on Instagram, make a video and show.
and show and and uh, and yeah so we have we have so much power with our health and and nature knows exactly what to do anyway let's get right to the product review one of my favorite foods is coming up all right product review time all right so I brought in my, it's straight from my fridge, actually, and to be honest, I ate half of them already, uh, blueberries. How can I not talk about blueberries? Blueberries are so powerful. They're great for the brain. They're great for our cardiometabolic health. They're potent in antioxidants. They're great for our heart. They're great for cholesterol. They're just amazing. Um, and who doesn't love blueberries? I don't know if I've ever met anyone who doesn't love blueberries. Regardless, there's something to be said about getting organic blueberries versus conventional ones. If you're buying conventional ones, you this is as per the United States Department of Agriculture, the conventional ones can hold up to 50 pesticide residues that, as I mentioned, and you know I speak a lot about pesticides and herbicides, insecticides, et cetera, uh, can lend to inflammation in the body, gut dysfunction, affects our nerves, affects our brain, our reproductive system, uh, affects pregnant women, affects children. So when, especially in the case of blueberries, we need to make that intervention, put a little bit more money if, and buy them organic. So um, in the environmental working group, which comes out with the clean 15 and dirty dozen, dirty dozen being the produce that needs to be organic, um, blueberries was actually a few years ago, number one for quite a while. Now it's strawberries and blueberries went down to number 17, I think, 17 or 20. Regardless, I'll still buy them organic. This one is by Green Bell. Um, I do wish that these fresh blueberries were not in plastic, um, mostly because of the environmental exposure, but also you know the the, the contact with plastic. But um, but it is you know. So uh, what we can do really is the other choice is to buy wild blueberries. And you can get those frozen. Most of the time they're frozen. I think 1% of all wild blueberry production is fresh. The rest are frozen. And they these are not actively sprayed with pesticides. They have a little bit less sugar than the guys I have here. Um, they have, uh, in general, more antioxidants. Um, the one by, what is it? Wyman's. The one by Wyman's is grown in permaculture. So they're not going to the woods and picking it from shrubs, but it's grown in permaculture, which is sort of like holistic farming, you can say. Um, and they say they use, if they need to, organic pesticides. So you can call that company and find out more if you do use Wyman's. Um, yeah, but regardless, as per the USDA, when for, for conventional, usually fresh, let's say if you're buying, you go, all right, I'm listening to this, and instead I'm never buying... Um, organic blueberries. I don't want to. I'm boycotting everything Dr. Gonzalez says, but I do love blueberries. Well, then if that was your case, then buy them frozen because usually conventional blueberries when fresh have about 52 pesticides. And when you buy them frozen, they have about 21. Okay. So, you know, more than half. So uh, I think that that would be a good intervention for you. So regardless, look, here's your take home. Blueberries, for me, always organic. The wild blueberries are a little bit more nutritious. They have less sugar. So um, you can't really go wrong when you're getting blueberries uh, unless you're getting them conventional and fresh or really conventional and frozen. Other than that, blueberries are such a powerful food. They're versatile. You could just take a handful of them whenever um, and kids love them. So yeah, blueberries it is. That was an easy product review. We got some other good ones coming in the next show. I have so many products I'm thinking of. So regardless, I hope that helped. 
I want to get to these Q&As because they were the, some of the best questions I've ever gotten on Instagram. And I chose, I can't do them all. We got over, I think it was about 300 or 400 questions. It was so many, but these are such good questions and we're going to rapid fire right through them. So let's move on to the Q&A. All right, today we don't have a special guest. You just have me, and I think I'm a little bit special, right? Here to help you all. So this is the response to the Q&A that we got on Instagram. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of uh, questions that I wish I could have answered all of them. I answered as many as I could, and I promise you we will do these Q&As all the time. I, I enjoy doing them a lot, actually. Gives the show a little bit of a shift in gears. All right. So question number one, what are your thoughts on milk? And this is actually from my, a friend of mine, Kevin Malice. He is a former NFL football player and a fellow Rutgers Scarlet Knight. So he was out here and we had a conversation about dairy and he is an avid dairy drinker and he wants to be on this show and have a debate with me all based on his just passion for dairy with no science. And that's great. But Kevin Malice and everyone else who's interested in this question, I will tell you dairy is terrible. I am not a fan at all. Um, we have to think about one thing. We are the only species that actively drinks the growth fluid of another species. Pretty incredible. Water is made of water. I mean, milk is made of water, lactose, fat, protein, vitamins, and minerals. Beautiful. It's also made of antibiotics, hormones, saturated fat, one of the main sources of saturated fat in our whole diet. Really high too. So what's in milk? Water, lactose, fat, protein, vitamins, minerals. Awesome. Macroscopically awesome. Microscopically great on paper. Then we see it has antibiotics. It's got some hormones. Saturated fat, the number one source of saturated fat in our diet. Inflammatory pro proteins. Environmental toxins. The calcium myth. My friend Kevin and everyone else is a one of the biggest myths in nutrition. And we've been fooled by the dairy industry, it's full of dietitians, doctors, nutritionists, the general public for many, many years with incredible deep pockets in marketing. It's a $36 billion industry. Um, the influence over the food pyramid and the MyPlate has, has all been from dairy lobbying. Um, and if you actually research the people who are making decisions, the scientists on board who make the my place my plate decisions research their ties to dairy industry you're going to see you're going to be pretty shocked just do it yourself um they also have known to influence and donate to american society of nutrition which is in charge of the american journal of clinical nutrition journal which really pushes a lot of these food recommendations to the medical community and the academy of nutrition and dietetics which is the largest organization for nutritional professionals the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics has been under scrutiny and controversies in so many years after just continuously receiving money from big industry and then reflecting their talks and their recommendations based on that big industry. It doesn't take a nutrition professional to be like, what the hell? Why are they recommending this? Um, yeah, Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, we got smarter, so you got to stop. Uh, tofu has the same amount of calcium absorption as milk. Leafy greens have more calcium absorption as milk. The connection between calcium and bone is poor, and the connection between dairy consumption and bone is almost non-existent. I'll repeat that. The connection between dairy consumption 
and bone health and bone strength is almost non-existent. I should not hear about anything that has to do with calcium and dairy ever again based on a science approach. So the best, this is the best study you're gonna get. Nature is the best study. This is what Dr. Milton Mills, a friend of mine had told me, nature is the best study. Pay attention to what's happening in nature and you don't need to do a study because nature is a million for a million when it comes to teaching us about ourselves. What does a, and this is was his analogy the other day, what is, what is an animal that is just born and feeding on milk do? What, is an, what does a mammal do, right? When it's feeding, it's not running around, right? It's, it's resting, so it grows. And then once it stops feeding and it's weaning off, then it goes about its normal diet and goes back to running around or goes to running around and being, you know, a jaguar, for example. So what, where does it stand to believe that when we consume milk, we're supposed to be running around and it's a performance food. And when are we gonna pay attention to what happens with the lactase enzyme after we wean? After we wean off of milk, that enzyme reduces and reduces and reduces. So when people present as lactose intolerant, I say, you're lactose intolerant, you're not a baby cow, you are not supposed to be continuing milk after you breastfeed. That's all I gotta say about milk. Go listen to my whole show, it really riles me up. Very passionate about it. Anyway. Some of the best foods for pregnant women to avoid. Processed foods, of course, conventional foods, high GMO foods, high sugar foods, colorings, flavorings, stick with whole foods, stick with plant-based, get away from standard American diet. And really important to know, like the back of your hand, what foods are high in heavy metals, particularly lead, mercury, cadmium, and arsenic, as well as others, but those have been shown to pass through the placenta. And if there is a predisposition in your child, Sometimes these heavy metals can epigenetically cause changes to the child such that they may present with cognitive issues. So it starts way before the baby's born. It starts with the husband or the baby's father and the mom. F from the get-go, both partners need to be the healthiest they can to ensure the baby's health. How to alkalize your body? Um, you can't. Um, our body has very important physiological balance mechanisms to make sure that we are not alkalizing our body or to make sure we're not acidifying our body. Our blood is stable at a pH. The body's smarter than us because if that was the case, I, I could put a whole bunch of baking soda and some water, drink it, alkalize my body and die, or I can chug some apple cider vinegar, acidify my body and die. Our body's too smart for that. So no, you can't. With that said, Alkaline foods tend to be some of the healthiest foods on earth, high in phytonutrients, and that's more of the benefit we get. How to address lack of confidence? This is a great question, particularly because so many people suffer with co confidence issues, right? But there is not a shortage of cockiness, I'll tell you that much. So how do you address confidence? You go within, you gotta know you, right? And the best way to do it, the quickest way to do it that I've found is meditation. You do meditation every single day, you come out of it. The things outside of you that affect your confidence start really not mattering. And the things about you that affect your confidence really don't matter anymore. You start to dissociate with this, these false narratives and false senses of self that don't really exist. And then you start 
clearing up the picture of what and who you are. And when you do, to be honest, ain't nothing going to shift that happiness. So ego is cocky. The soul is confident. Remember that. Get in touch with your soul. Just start starving the ego a little bit and, uh, and be your best confident self. Is Barrett's esophagus re reversible? Yes, it is. Barrett's esophagus is a complication of persistent heartburn. It is where the cellular structure changes and creates uh, a cellular network that is predisposing you towards esophageal cancer. Um, the One of the best ways to reduce Barrett's esophagus is to take PPIs. One of the worst medicines you could take is PPIs. So you don't want to use PPIs for various reasons because you're increasing your risk of dementia, of bone fractures, of heart attack, of infections, of vitamin and mineral deficiencies, of cancers, particularly colorectal and uterine. You're going to have a boost in overall death risk. Really, if you have heartburn, you got to get to the root cause. Do you have hiatal hernia? Do you not have enough stomach acid? Do you have an issue being present with your food? Uh, are you not producing enough enzymes? There's something going on deeper and you really got to get to the root cause, hook up with a naturopathic doctor, hook up with a functional doctor and get to the bottom line of why you have persistent heartburn and how to change that. How do we reduce cortisol? The age old question. Some of the best recommendations I can give is, well, cortisol is your stress hormone. It's coming out of your adrenal glands and it is responding to a line being in the room or Conversely, your boss giving you a deadline. You want to have proper diet and reducing stress. These are things that are going to push your adrenal glands and releasing more cortisol. Your body's going to get accustomed to cortisol. You can talk to your doctor about adaptogens, uh, rhodiola, holy basil, ginseng, mushroom. There's other ones that really help your body adapt. That's why they're called adaptogens. Adapt to cortisol. Um, get your sleep right. If you ain't sleeping right, your cortisol rhythm throughout the day ain't going to be right. You want to make sure that you're sleeping right throughout the day, making sure that you're getting rid of blue light at night, having bed rituals or nighttime rituals, uh, cortisol awakening response, get up in the morning, make sure you're outside barefoot, getting some sun. These are things that are going to help balance your cortisol, increase breath work, increase meditation, really easy stuff. Cortisol issues are not a major thing when you know how to control your stress. Psoriasis cure, question mark, exclamation mark. Okay, well, if I was your dermatologist, the psoriasis cure would be corticosteroids to reduce the inflammatory response by the immune system on the skin. And I'd get paid the big bucks because I got rid of your psoriasis. But then there'd be a time where you just stop those cortisol creams and your psoriasis comes back with a vengeance because you were just sweeping the dirt under the rug. You were never addressing the root cause. Psoriasis is an autoimmune disease that targets the skin, increases rapid building of the skin cells, and what you see are scaly patches. It can be triggered by stress, can be triggered by cold, infections. It's something that I've suffered with a few times. Um, a few things to address, heavy metals, for sure detoxification for sure, gut health, thousand million percent, and infections. These are some of the major things. If you have psoriasis, you have to have somebody addressing this for you, if not for yourself, but making sure you're doing it responsibly. I would recommend under the care of a practitioner who can really help you. There is data on high dose vitamin D for a few months in helping, but for me, what got rid of it very fast was red light therapy. The red light therapy helped reduce the patches on my calf, and they disappeared. Nice. Never saw them again, actually. Thoughts on food combining? Well, 
it can help folks. I tried it in med school and it was helpful in many ways, especially for some gut issues. And there's, it, it, for me, it goes two ways. We have a stomach and it's made of stomach acid, all right? And that's what help breaks it down, it breaks down our food. And for me, that stomach acid is indistinguishable, indistinguishable. The stomach doesn't go, oh, you know, blueberries, let me change my stomach acid versus, you know, starches or proteins. At the end of the day, your stomach acid is going to break it down. But I have seen it help people. This is where it's an approach where protein, starches, veggies, and fruits, uh, acidic or subacidic fruits, are combined accordingly based on a few rules. If you have some gut issues, try it out. I mean, it's not, it's, if anything, it would just cause a little bit more stress in combining, but can help you out. So how to regulate your menstrual cycle. This is such a loaded question because there's a million things that can affect your menstrual cycle. You've got to find the root cause of the imbalance. In this question, I'm going to defer to the work of Dr. Carrie Jones and Dr. Jolene Brighton. Find them on Instagram. Either work with them or be an expert on their page and be an advocate for your own health. Find yourself a naturopathic or functional doctor. Thoughts on heavy metal contamination in cannabis. It's a big issue for sure. Uh, Third-party testing would be nice. And now that there's more regulation, uh, well, more states are opening up to the usage. I'm hoping to see more regulation on it. What is the priority in mold, heavy metals, leaky gut, or candida? Well, they're all to be addressed. And what came first, the chicken or the egg? In this case of mold, heavy metals, leaky gut, and candida, I am going to recommend to pay close attention to this fact. Mold and candida will not overgrow in an organism unless the organism allows it to. Allows? What does that mean? I didn't allow mold and candida. Well, something did. The conditions in your body allowed it to. Just like when you have blueberries and they start growing mold on them, the conditions, whether the blueberries were getting older or they weren't in the refrigerator and they were in a moist and humid area, something allowed it. In that case... I would, I would look into the heavy metals first because heavy metals are likely the root cause in this dysfunction because heavy metals can wreak havoc on every system, uh, particularly the immune system, which would theoretically have less, uh, less robust surveillance and control of mold and candida. Thoughts on adaptogens? They're amazing. They help you to adapt to stress. I really should be taking them every day because this past two weeks have been very stressful. So um, adrenals help your uh, adaptogens help your adrenals adapt to stress. Try them out. Quality is very important. You want to make sure you're getting really high quality ones or like a professional line supplements or over-the-counter one like Gaia. Gaia has a lot of integrity. Um, rhodiola and ginseng to me are more stimulating where something like holy basil or mushrooms are more gentle, but make sure you're following up with your practitioner. Have I ever done an essential oil review? No, that is coming soon. I promise. Just sit tight. Alternatives to the flu shot. Literally everything we did before the flu shot. Getting back to nature, getting more high quality food, whole food, plant-based, um, the sun, making sure your feet are touching the ground, reducing stress, sleeping better, breathing better, high dose vitamin D from the sun. Um, if you're not in the sun or you it's in the winter and you live in Wisconsin, then making sure that you are supplementing vitamin D if it's very low, which it tends to be commonly for most folks. And I put up a post on herbs for immunity a while ago. Elderberry has been shown to have similar efficacy to Tamiflu. Um, we don't catch the flu. We already have it. It just overgrows in our body. Think about it that way, okay? So we want to be at our healthiest. The system has to be at its most balanced to make sure that we don't grow the flu. Okay. Um, is cacao safe from lead? 
Well, is any cacao safe from lead? Well, cadmium is also another one, but I'd suggest going back to the old show a few shows ago on <coughs> cacao and what, uh, what brands are the best for that. Is any food safe to not buy organic? Yes, follow the uh, Clean 15 and Dirty Dozen and you'll know which foods you need to buy organic. What is the best way to treat eczema? Remove dairy, number one. Uh, then remove gluten. And there's been studies about high-dose vitamin D. Ask your practitioner. Has Shakeology Beachbody gotten back to this to me with the lab results? Boy, oh boy. That must have been the biggest shitstorm of my life, but I loved it. When you call out a company that's not transparent, doesn't have proper certifications, has concerning ingredients, you're going to get some kickback, especially when it's multi-level marketing. I ain't got nothing against multi-level marketing, but I do have something against it when the quality is diluted and there is people taking things just at face value. So don't take everything I say at face value, like the same thing I do for companies, not take them at face value. So with that said, I asked the CEO for a certificate of analysis, nothing. I asked both CEOs, actually. I asked members. Um, I don't think I'm getting anything. They're hiding behind the proprietary badge that they say that it's proprietary and they can't release these because other companies can steal it. It's intellectual property, blah, blah, blah. The heavy metals are not proprietary. I'll say it a million times till I'm blue in the face. Heavy metals are not proprietary. So if ever a company tells you that, you say, I don't believe you. Send over the heavy metals. Ways to help with chronic yeast infections. You have to question why you keep getting chronic yeast infections. Are you on medications that are predisposing you, that are causing gut dysbiosis, antibiotics being the most notorious of all? What about um, sex, right? Um, th that can cause a transient dysbiosis in the, in the vagina. Or are, are you using uh, spermicide, um, condoms that can disrupt the gut flora or the flora in the, vag in the vagina? What about gut health? Are you eating simple sugars, uh, high amounts of sugars, processed food? And herbal suppositories, I've seen help at the snap of a finger really well. There's systemic agents. Sometimes I use something called biocidin. Ask your practitioner about it. I'm not recommending it to you all. I'm protecting myself here. What about the perfect bar? What do you think about it, Dr. G? It's imperfect. It's far from perfect because it's got dairy in it. And anything that has dairy in it will not be good for the body. Also, it has the sugar too high and the fiber too low. Are cast iron pans harmful? Uh, do they leach chemicals? Well, I did a show on cookware before, so I'd suggest to start there. Cast iron pans are not known to pass chemicals, but they can leak iron. So iron is not something that you want to be taking every day. So make sure you are checking your blood iron as well as your ferritin and on your yearly exams. And if you have iron overload, you want to know what the symptoms are like joint pain, fatigue, abdominal pain, and you want to stay away from iron if you have something called hemochromatosis. Thoughts on coffee? Um, listen to my show. I did a whole show on it. Issues with coffee, how to drink coffee, the best and worst coffee. What about Kangen, Dr. G? Kangen water. Okay. I, I'm sorry if I excited you if you wanted to hear about this, but I'm saving it for the water show. There's so much, so much, so much. And I want to do it sooner than later, but the water show is a big one. So I want to get the proper amount of research and I want to make sure that it's responsible, my um, responses. So vegan or a healthy low carb with meat. Well, low carb is implying that you've reduced plant-based carbohydrates, which are highly nutritious, important for cardiometabolic health, and most importantly, feeding your gut bacteria. So in that case of what is asked either or, I would absolutely go with the vegan. Does reheating into the microwave reduce food's nutritional value? Yes, both heating and reheating, although not all uh, nutrients, because some nutrients, um, they fare better in quicker uh, temperatures, although very high. But it's not the same for all. Some, what I would really recommend is cooking your food on low heat. Um, 
for example, broccoli, you don't want to put it in a microwave because it's going to destroy that enzyme that is giving you the hormone balancing and detoxification effects. Best biohacking routine. I love this question. Be outside as much as you can. Expose yourself to cold when you can. Eat tons of plant-based foods. Sit down when you're eating. Increase blood flow to your stomach by doing so. Exercise daily. Move daily. Ground yourself. Take off your shoes as much as you can. Get off your phone. Meditate. These are things that are way more important than taking a supplement protocol. I love this biohacking question. Favorite in indoor plants for clean air? There's, this is based on the NASA study. The ones that I have are the snake plant, which is really uh, the least amount of care. It's a really good one. I have two, two or three. Spider plant, Dracaena, Dracaena, um, and Peace Lily. Those are the ones that I really like. Weekly shopping list for Dr. G. Well, I don't necessarily have a shopping list. I just go to, I immediately go to the produce section. I think about colors, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, violet, and I start making sure that I have vegetables and fruits of those colors accordingly. Um, then I go to the alternative milk section. I'll get me some plant-based milks and I will go up the chips aisle because my weakness is chips and hummus and I'll get some chips and hummus and um, I'll be sure to go to the frozen aisle too to get some things like peas and and maybe sometimes, sometimes frozen broccoli, but butternut squash, um, all of those goodies. Um, yeah, I try to keep it really simple. Uh, and I spend what, like 100 to 150 maybe on a really, really, um, big week of food. But regardless, the produce section is where you spend your most amount of time. How often does Dr. G drink alcohol? Um, I don't know what there's, when it's a special occasion. So once every two, three months, we'll say once every two months and never more than a few drinks. Um, usually it's to indulge in a special occasion rather than to get a buzz. How to prevent cystic acne? Well, number one, eliminate dairy out of your diet, eliminate gluten, fix your gut, poop daily, check your hormones, do a Dutch test, find yourself a naturopathic or functional doctor. How do we protect ourselves from EMFs right now? Well, there's a few, there's a few concoctions out there, uh, blocking uh, EMF blockers, uh, pads, clothes. I mean, at the end of the day, one of the most powerful things is grounding. So take off your shoes and go outside. Important supplements for vegans to take B12, but really all of us are deficient in B12. Many of us, 36% of us are deficient, whether you're vegan or not. Um, algae omega is wonderful. High omega foods like chia, hemp, flax, walnut, edamame. I have yet to see a vegan who is, uh, who is deficient in omegas on a nutrient test um, and making sure you're getting a balanced diet as a whole. You want to get all the colors of the rainbow uh, and fruits and vegetables. And sometimes I would recommend liquid minerals sometimes. How to increase testosterone, get off dairy, get off plastic, exercise. And if you get in the sun naked, that's one of the most powerful testosterone inducers that you can be exposed to. NAC versus glutathione. These are two really important nutrients that are important for detoxification. NAC is a precursor to glutathione along with um, glutamine and glycine, if I remember correctly. Yeah, glutamine, glycine. Um, really, if you're having a balanced diet, then the NAC would help push or help supplement to make the glutathione. NAC is also wonderful for folks who have mucus stuffed up in their sinuses or their chest. It helps expel the, the mucus. It's a really wonderful expectorant. Um, and if you use glutathione, I would always use liposomal because glutathione is very poorly absorbed. 
I have endometriosis. What do I do? Well, explore dioxin exposure, right? You're going to be exposed to dioxins from tampons. You're going to be exposed to dioxins from animal products. So really start looking at that. Support your gut, support your liver. Go on Carrie Jones' page, run a Dutch test, and get to the bottom of it. Main question should be asking when looking for a plant-based protein powder. Main question should be asking is for the certificate of analysis. If you get that, then the way to convert those numbers and see if it's good, quote unquote, or bad, um, is to uh, Dr. Vivian Chen, Plateful Health, put up on Instagram, put up a post on how to um, decipher those numbers, basically how to make those conversions, and then you find them for yourself. So things to look for them are red flags. So there's usually a red flag if they don't carry standardization labels like USDA organic or non-GMO project verified. Um, because then it's hard to really validate. Uh, look, every company isn't going to be able to afford that. I understand that, but it's hard to validate what's in there if they don't give you a certificate of analysis. And that is one of the big things that happened with Beach Body and Shakeology. Best mattresses or pillows. I'm going to have a whole show about it. Sit tight. When removing a tooth from a root canal, what do you consider? Um, how do I answer that? Uh, well, for a root canal, I just don't think people should be getting root canals in general. People should be removing the tooth, unfortunately, um, because there's no, there's no way to have a root canal that is sterilized and is not creating the growth of anaerobic bacteria, which can wreak havoc on your immune system and increase inflammation, unfortunately. Um, I hate to say that because people don't want to pull their teeth. I wouldn't either. Um, Dr. Sebi, alkaline electric foods. What do you think about them? I think Dr. Sebi was great. He was promoting plants and anyone promoting plants to me is exhibiting greatness and understanding of nutrition. Um, on the, on the other side of it is, you know, he really is against hybridized quote unquote foods like broccoli, which when, when you just look at what broccoli is and how powerful it is, that I don't understand or agree with. But regardless, he's a cool guy. I wish I met him and I would have had him on the show. Is soy good or bad? That is the age-old question. Soy is not going to mess with your hormones, as was believed. Um, soy actually has the potential to block those receptors of where those real hormone disruptors are binding to. In other words, soy is protecting you from hormone disruption. Um, soy has been shown to be preventative for breast cancer uh, very nutritious food. Now, the caveat is this. If you have autoimmune disease, thyroid disease, sensitivity to soy, maybe the lectins in soy will affect you. So be careful. Do a test. See if, see if you, you eat all the foods that you can eat fine and then introduce soy. And if it causes issues, then you can't have soy. That's okay. There's a lot of other nutritious foods out there. Thoughts on Ayurveda? I love Ayurveda. I have Sahara Rose booked on here. She's the leading authority on Ayurveda. So that's coming in a few months. What do you think about the medical medium protocols? Look, he is pushing healthier food. I can't be mad at that, much like Dr. Sebi. Is it really, does he have the ability to hear the words of some other entity and that's directing the consciousness on health? I can't argue that. I can't say yes or no. What I can say is that take things with grains of salt in life, especially when people do not have the training. Not that I have anything against them. I'd have them on the show if I could. Um, but just pay close attention to training as well. What do you think about plant-based burgers? Impossible and beyond. 
Um, if you want to indulge in them every now and then, great, but it shouldn't be part of your diet. You know, they've been found to have glyphosate. They're just really processed. It's not food to me. Is there any evidence that MSG should be avoided? Yes, there is. It is excitatory to your neurons in your brain. The uh, glutamate is in particular what's implicated. So yeah, just stay away from MSG. Best air purifier, watch my show on it. I spoke about all the air purifiers. Wild versus conventional salmon, always wild. Um, reduce fish intake if you are eating a lot of it. It's not something that I believe should be eaten every day, particularly because environmental toxins that it can't get rid of, whether or not it's wild or conventional, particularly things like dioxin, microplastics, and parasites. All right, and the last question, the top three health tips. The top three health tips, I didn't even think about this one. So top three health tips, be outside as much as you can. The power of, you have to think about evolutionarily what we evolved with. We evolved being outside, we evolved with the sun, we evolved with the ground hitting our feet, we evolved sleeping on the ground. And some of the most powerful healing is coming from nature. So know that the more you are outside, the more you're exposed to nature, the more your feet are hitting the ground, that is going to put you closer to nature. Now, along those lines, another hit tip would be eating closest to nature. And what we ate anthropologically more than anything, and there's an abnormal belief that we ate meat, so much meat as cavemen, which we didn't. It's in, we, there's the, the imbalance in our belief systems is astounding based on what now we're seeing as evidence, plants. We ate plants, we ate plants, we ate plants, we ate plants. Tons and tons and tons and tons. That was the basis of our diet. And the last three health, to, the last health tip was probably knowing yourself, have a sense of purpose in life. Because if you have, if you're in a really bad relationship or have living at home with really bad parents, if you really know yourself, there's very little in this world that can shift that happiness and peace. Whew, there you go. Q and days. I love doing these. We need more of these. I really hope you love the show. That was it. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Give us the love. We want to grow this show. I've been seeing those numbers going up on YouTube. So y'all are speaking about it. And I thank you in advance. <laughs>